Round Guy Radio Sports is brought to you by these great sponsors. Girling Repair of Winfield, Iowa. If your mower is dead, call Fred, your Husqvarna and Aaron's dealer. Wayland State Bank, over 90 years of being community-minded, just like you. Located in Wayland, Winfield, and Mount Pleasant. You need a reliable family car for you or your student. Buckwalder Motors in Wellman has your car. Hinshaw Trailer Sales in Richland, Iowa, for all of your stock, cargo, utility, flatbed, and horse trailer needs. Family-owned for over 40 years. We repair what we sell and don't in our full-time repair shop. B&B Propane and the family of Jet Stops in Burlington, Salem Stub, New London, West Point, Denmark, Houghton, Bonaparte, Milton, Fairfield, and Birmingham. And McDonald Boneyard and Auto Recycling in Kyoto for all of your farm machinery and auto recycling needs. Giant Bane here on Round Guy Radio along with Dave Johnson. We, If you've listened to part one of our thousandth episode, our intentions were to make it just one concise episode. But when you get Dave and I together talking, we just go on too long. So thanks for listening. Thanks for everything. And here's part two. Well, another very special guest we have for our 1,000th episode is a guy with over 5 million views on his dry bar comedy special, with along with uh, uh, being in uh, Joe Dirt and uh, performing in uh, The Informant with Matt Damon. It's Bob Zaney, my good friend. Welcome to the program, Bob. Very excited to be on the uh, thousands episode, Dave. No one thought you would get to a thousand, and the fact that you skipped the first eight hundred was a smart move. Yeah, we did get there relatively quickly. Uh, well, Bob, uh, where where uh, are you going to be anywhere around? Uh, people can see you in the Midwest. Well, I'm actually in uh, Traverse City, Michigan, as you speak. So I don't know if you consider that the Midwest or not. I'm at the Traverse City Comedy Club. So they're very exciting about that. I thought I'd do a zany report for you. Okay. To take a, my take on the news, you know, because that would be like six minutes of jokes. That would be perfect. Wouldn't that be perfect? Let's get right to it. President Biden's approval rating has hit an all-time low of 38%. A spokesperson says the president doesn't look at polls. In fact, he's never even been to a strip club. A rocket made from a 3D printer lifted off and crashed after three minutes, answering the question what the three stands for in 3D. And I guess D stands for dud. Good news, bad news. Here's the bad news, Dave. Uh, The job listing platform Indeed.com has laid off 2,200 employees. The good news is they just increased their customer base by 2,200. (laughs) <laughs> good news bad news again dave uh, uh, uh the bad news is a newly discovered asteroid the size of a swimming pool has a one in 600 chance of hitting the earth that's the bad news but the good news is it has a one in six chance of hitting a backyard without a swimming pool <laughs> in more rocket news virgin orbit after a failed launch of a satellite will lay off 85 percent of its workforce a spokesperson said, unlike their satellite, their careers are up in the air. <laughs> Dayline, Burlington, North Carolina, police said that uh, at home invasion, they found a severed finger from the suspect. 
And to make matters worse, they think the suspect is not afraid of being caught because it was the middle finger. That's the best one yet. <laughs> you see what I'm saying there? Yes, Former Los Angeles Mayor Eric Garcetti has been confirmed as the next ambassador to India. He says he wants to help the third world country stay that way. <laughs> in Santa Maria, California, a man who went to a uh, courthouse to inquire about a uh, a charge of vandalism broke into the courtroom and set a fire. He now faces charges of vandalism, arson, and irony. <laughs> You're a big fan of irony, aren't you? Yes, I am. <laughs> Seven out of ten Californians do not want Governor Gavin Newsom to run for president. The other three out of ten have moved out of California. <laughs> there you go. I love that one. Uh Here's a Zany Report time capsule. I think this is where I go back in time and revisit a past Zany Report joke. So, are you ready? Yes. <laughs> it worked. This is from September 12, 2017. Dateline, Kansas. More and more armadillos are showing up with leprosy, which begs the question what do you call an armadillo with leprosy? What? A dillo. <laughs> There you have it. That's the Zany Report for the Athalans episode of your podcast. Is it with the round guy still, or did he did he move? Well, he's he's uh, uh like he just comes on once or twice, a, once a month or once every couple of months now with a big story. He's a little more retired than he used to be. Well, you know, I think what you should then build this as uh, that time of the month with round guy. <laughs> that time of the month with round guy. I think that's next time he comes on. That's what we'll call it. That's what we'll call it. Well, very exciting, Dave. Congratulations on your thousandth episode, and I hope you get to a thousand and one. I think uh, uh, I think we'll make it, Bob. But and folks can folks can uh, check me out on the interweb. Uh, watch my dry bar comedy special. Like I said, it's sitting over five point six million views. Also, ten episodes of the Zany Report. Me in front of a studio audience behind a desk. Very cool. Ten separate episodes at Dry Bar. And I have my own YouTube channel, Dave. If you just type into YouTube the official Bob Zaney channel, you'll get the official Bob Zaney channel, which, by the way, uh, subscribe. It's free to do that, and you'll get to see a lot of great clips from my career over the years. And we're adding more and more, like me beating Carrot Top on Star Search, or I was one of the members of the reunion of the Village People on the Pat Sajak Show. A lot of great clips. Check it out. Well, a uh, legendary comedian, uh, one of the, the funniest people I've ever worked with, Bob Zaney. Uh, he, I think he was our second guest, and uh, so we've come full circle. 1,000, Bob gives me a, uh, one, every 1,000 episodes to come back on. Every 1,000 episodes I come back. And by the way, I do want to mention I'm on Twitter, at Bob Zaney. If the folks uh, hear this, I want someone to, to – Write to me at Bob Zaney that you actually heard this because if I don't get at least one tweet, then I'm never going to be. I won't do the 2000th episode, Dave. I'm sorry. Oh. Okay, so even if that tweet is from you, that's that's where we're at. Well, uh, listen, 30, 37,000 and a half listeners. Uh, somebody's got to come up with this for me. 37 and a half. 37,000. Wow. Well, good luck to you, Dave, on that, and I hope you get the 37 and a six. Yeah. 37,500, Bob. You're the best, baby. All right. Bye, Bob. Thanks.
All right. Well, we have our very first ever guest, uh, uh, one of the writers from Seinfeld, uh, one of the writers for the original Politically Incorrect, a uh, guy who opened for Bob Hope, my good friend, Keith. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the program, Keith. Thank you, Dave. Your memory is excellent. I'm impressed. Um, yeah, I got to say uh, a couple of things. First of all, I'm shocked that you, you've done a thousand uh, episodes because I know for a fact that you can't count higher than 60. I know. So... Yeah, that's that's amazing that you could defy your own limitations like that. Well done. Yeah. And uh, and here's the thing, you know, I've got a bit of a pet peeve. I got to be honest with you about this rounded number obsession. You know, to me, nine ninety nine is amazing also, but we pay no attention to it whatsoever. So you know, I, I hope you can like, I don't know, record, like you know, maybe just next time celebrate like an odd number. Like when I, when my, when my ex-wife, when I, when I was first dating her, she turned 27 years old and I threw her a big party and she's like, what are you making a big deal about 27 for? And I'm like, don't you get it? 27 is three to the power of three. We're never going to see that again. You know, so this is the way my mind works, (laughs) you know, so I'm just saying, you know, consider the, consider the possibility that you don't have to be a slave to the rounded number thing. You know, that's why I like Japanese baseball players. They don't play the rounded number thing. You ever see Otani interviewed after a game? It's fantastic. Uh, what do you think about your game today? Oh, run fast. Oh, kick ball hard. Kick ball hard. Uh, we win game. Uh, we give 106%. And the American's like, I'm sorry, man. Don't you mean 110%? He's like, no, I felt a riddle off. Just a riddle. So uh, I'm just saying, let's embrace our globalism here, man, and celebrate nine ninety nine and a thousand one as as well. Don't you agree? I'm a bit of an odd number myself, though. <laughs> you are. You're odd. The question is, are you prime? We're not sure yet. The jury's still out. <laughs> so I have to. I have to say, every time I see it in the supermarket, prime cut, I think, oh my God, did we lose Dave? You know, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big fan of a prime cut, to be honest. With you. I know you are. I know you consider that your vegetable. That's the sad part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, anyway. I just have the the fat off of the meat as a side. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. <laughs> Gravy could be my side. I'm gonna start naming. I'm gonna start calling your home the Staten. A club or something, yeah. you know, as a way of like reducing, right? Don't they give you statins to like reduce your your cholesterol blockages and and cl- clear away your heart, your arteries, and all that stuff? So I'm, that's what I'm going to start calling, referring to your home as the Statin Club. Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> so, do you feel like you have um, you've gotten a, a stronger hold on what what you're doing with this program over the thousand episodes? Well, you know, I just wanted a podcast that somebody would listen to, you know, (laughs) and uh, we just kept throwing things up against the wall and kind of hit a run with high school football, you know. I was going to say, that really, that really uh, boosted you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and, uh, you know, covering small towns, it's not exactly like you have to fight your way to the coach to talk to him, you know. (laughs) Uh, They they were happy to get the coverage, and we were happy to get the listeners, and, uh, we kind of did it one at a time, you know. I just, I'm kind of an Iowa plow. I just kept plowing out episodes so somebody listened to something, you know. And uh, we've kind of found our little niche here. Um, nobody else really does a, a, a podcast like a radio station like we do with multiple updates a day. And uh, 
Last year, we were the number one producer of content and podcasts. So that was something. Oh, my gosh. That's something. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I know you're plowing ahead, but if you could just, you know, keep an eye out for the manure, it's not, you don't have to step in it every single time is all I'm saying. The manure is a blessing. That's right. Uh, it, it helps. It helps the garden grow, brother. <laughs> you know, you can't have the flowers without the manure. You know. Well, I'm saying use it. Don't step in it. Is all oh, I'm saying. Yeah. Well, you know, I used to work for a farmer, and we played this game all day long to see if we wouldn't see which one of us wouldn't step in a in a cow pond. <laughs> I grew up in, in Manhattan, New York, and I've got great peripheral vision for the little pellets. Yeah, you, know, you not, guys got a little different. You know, ours are a little easier to spot, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I was not, a, I didn't come out on top on those very often. <laughs> well, listen, I got to say, between, of, of all the U.S. states that have, uh, whose names have three vowels and one consonant, Iowa is my favorite. Oh, well, I appreciate that. <laughs> and Ohio can go F itself as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> how do I know I'm not? This is how I know I'm having a bad show. I'm in Ohio. That's how I know. <laughs> that's, that's a good one. Well, uh, have you got anything to promote? Are you on any dry bars or anything? or? Well, I've got a dry bar special out that you folks already have heard of. Um, I don't really, I've become a bit of a, like a theater show producer, um, but it's mostly in the mountain time zone. So it's not going to really benefit your listeners very much. And you know me, I'm not really a self-promotional guy. I'm more of a direct advertising kind of guy. I reach out, I say, you know, we're passing through the area. What do you say about having a comedy show, that kind of thing. So uh, I'm not, I just don't work the way the other comedians, you know why? I mean, you, you probably have noticed this, Dave, cause you're a sharp guy. They look so, comedians look so damn desperate all the time. <laughs> you know, and I, I just don't want to, I don't want to live that kind of life where I'm kissing someone's butt or, you know, whatever it is that's going on in their minds that I, cause I see, you know, I see both perspectives, right? Cause I produce, you do too. You produce shows and you perform on shows and you can tell when they're kind of trying to, you know, befriend you more than is maybe appropriate for that moment. Yeah. I had, a, I, I, I had an incident like that when I was young too. Oh yeah. Someone tried to befriend me more than I wanted to be honest with you. But, uh, uh-huh. That's for a different discussion, I guess. Uh, what? Well, no, was... I, I'm making that up, John. Uh, uh, Keith, I was actually a, a very unattractive young man. Uh, I was in <laughs> I was the Cub Scouts, the Boy Scouts. Uh, I went to catechism, uh, 12 years of public school, and no one ever tried to molest me. <laughs> well, you forgot to put your braces on. I think that's what really gets oh, them all yeah, I had, I did have braces for like six years or something, man. I, my teeth were way out of line. Uh, and and uh, actually, my attitude was the same way, to be honest with you. <laughs> I guess I never thought of, you know, gaining weight as a way to prevent uh, sexual molestation. But yeah. now I'm worried about all those women on the Golo commercials and the and the Jenny Craigs. Look, you know, just, gonna... just have you some liquor, some candy bars, a big steak, <laughs> and you won't have to worry about going to nursing home. <laughs> I like the candy bar thing because you combine the extra weight with the loss of teeth. Yeah, That's really the see, full picture. It all it all works out in the end. Uh, <laughs> uh, some people are are on a goal to, to to be in a nursing home, getting a sponge bath, and having some pudding. Me, I'm gonna have a really knocked out cat. Uh, I'm gonna really get a tricked out uh, coffin and just uh, <laughs> kind of ride out those uh, later years that way. I guess. 
<laughs> every year in celebration of your glorious life, we will dig you up and we will pump your stomach just in case there's anything left. And then we will put you back down in the hole and we'll do that until there's no more. There's nothing more to vacuum out. How's well, that sound? Keith, I always enjoy uh, uh, talking to you. You, you're, you describe things so vividly. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm just thinking of some of my exes, you know. So uh, anyway, well, I appreciate that, man. You, you know, you are really a, a paradigm defying, defying guy. You, you, you come off as the classic, stereotypical Iowa farm dude from the 1950s. Yes. And and yet you are, you know, you're on top of just about every issue I can think of. So, uh, yeah, I, I really dig. I, I, you know, if, if if you're the kind of guy that makes me really wish that the coasts could just become one country. And the central and mountain time zones be another country. And, you know, maybe they give up a little bit of real estate so we can have some access to the ocean and we give up. I don't know. I, I'm fine giving up Nebraska, to be frank with you. You know, I mean, their big, their big calling card is that they, they invented Arbor Day. Really? Well, that's a pretty yeah. good thing, John. Uh, I mean, Keith, uh, um, I, I, I kind of like Nebraska myself. It's uh, uh, I got some family there. And when I was driving a truck, that was my favorite state to drive in. Because you didn't have to uh, actually worry about another vehicle? That was it. You had big, <laughs> wide roads, high-speed limits. You could go all day long. The, the, the DOT wasn't too much into pulling you in. And uh, <laughs> you could make some money. You listen to the satellite radio. It was uh, uh, If Round Guy Radio was around, it would have been even better. Did you ever do any inter interstate trucking in uh, Montana before they had a, a speed limit? Do you remember those days? Uh, or, or well, I was always governed out. You know, uh, oh, right, I could only course. go like 64 miles an hour, which is, uh, there was only a few times uh, in Kansas when I was uh, uh, parallel in a tornado. I was kind oh, of wishing I could go a little faster. Uh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> but you, you know, the thing about a, 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 a tornado will turn your semi into a helicopter. awesome man you know i try and avoid all of these sort of treacherous weather patterns like tornadoes and my you know my family lives in florida so hurricanes and here i am sitting in the rocky mountains right and i'm thinking oh i've dodged it all i'm so smart i'm patting myself on the back and yesterday and the day before we had av avalanche warnings are you kidding me this is something we can predict apparently in the we can predict in the future because they said for the next 48 hours we have avalanche warnings well, that kind of reminds me of something a friend of mine's dad said. Uh, What's that? Well, I had a friend who was from California, you know, and uh, he was real addicted to meth. And his family had some family out in Iowa. And they said, uh, uh, we're going to send him out to Iowa to get him all cleaned up. You know, he'll, he'll, he'll do better out there, you know. And uh, uh -huh. they kind of had an intervention, you know, where they told him that. And everybody spoke, and his dad spoke last. And he says, son, it isn't going to matter where you go. And he said, why? He says, because no matter where you go, there you are. Ah, beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. I thought there's a lot of poetic justice in that. And then they, <laughs> his family called him about three months to check on him. And he said, how do you like it out there? He says, it's great. The mess even better here. <laughs> right. It probably saved him a drive to the, uh, the this local 7-Eleven or whatever. Probably yeah. on more corners. Hilarious. Oh, God. You know, uh, my dad was a, kind of a, a man that 
he, he was a lazy man. Let's not kid ourselves. And he used to he used to say that his goal in life was to find the guy who invented work. He wanted to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll tell you two stories about my dad. These are my two favorite stories. I was getting a haircut at the barbershop where he got his haircut. And at the end of the session, we, he got his haircut the same day. At the end of the session, the barber turns to my dad and says, hey, Mike, how come after a haircut, you tip me 50 cents and your kid tips me a dollar? And my father said, well, that's because he has a rich father. I don't. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good reason. Yeah. You know, I, I got a story like that that I, I had to talk to my dad because uh, my grandpa, you know, uh, his hair was thinning out. And by the time he was uh, older, he was, uh, he just had very little hair, you know, and my dad's hair is thinning out and my brother's hair's the, uh, he's got kind of a bald patch on top and, I have this thick hair that I, I really don't like. I wish I was bald, to be honest with you. So, so <laughs> well, I asked him, you know, I said, why, why, why is my hair so thick and everybody else in the family so, uh, so, so uh, thin, you know? And he said, he said, he thought that was because my mother used to mess around. <laughs> Let me ask you something. Are you the only one that served during Vietnam? Who? Uh, my dad? Oh, you you were too young for Vietnam, right? No, I I I, oh, I was in an, uh, Reagan uh, was president when I was. Oh in. right, but we I did have all the all our NCOs and, and leaders were Vietnam guys. Because I'm wondering if maybe the reason you have a full head of hair is Agent Orange. Agent Orange, yeah. <laughs> I wish I got. Some. I I would if you could send me some Agent Orange shampoo. Uh, <laughs> I would just wash my hair with that and be done with barbers for the rest of my life. I think. <laughs> Hey, let me leave you with this one last story about my dad. Okay. He said he, he passed away a long, long, long time ago, but he always said to me, when I die, I want this to be my, my, I want this to be on my tombstone. I want it to read, I am lying here and you are reading this. I wish you were lying here and I was reading this. Yeah. That, I always want mine to, I think I'm just going to write down, uh, uh, that's my time. <laughs> Perfect. That, yeah, that's no, what that's I want to put on my. I'm Dave Johnson, and that's my time. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I guess that's this time on this episode. Thanks so much for joining me, Keith. Hey, it's my pleasure always. Thanks, Dave, for asking me. Well, it's time for sports on this week on Round Guy Radio uh, as we celebrate our 1,000th episode. You, everybody knows I like breaking news. Uh, I like breaking news more than about anybody, and uh, we've got some breaking news. Uh, uh, it's it's good news for Ryan Timmerman, uh, a little bad news for our coverage area, but uh, Ryan Timmerman has a, a, a major announcement that he's, he's come on to, to tell us about. Uh, Welcome to the program, Ryan. Yep, uh, thank you. Um, yeah, been coming on. I think I started coming on uh, the show around the start of football season. I think is when we first uh, started um, to be in touch and everything and um, did uh, a lot of stuff from the Muscatine area, Quad City Times area. And um, uh, I will be uh, switching uh, employers coming up here soon in the coming weeks. I accepted a position as sports editor at the Sioux City Journal. Um, so I'll be sticking around Eastern Iowa for maybe another week uh at least another week but um but yeah um kind of uh an opportunity that i i couldn't pass up um lately i've just been kind of freelancing and working part-time at uh at uh, the wilton wilton durian advocate news and west liberty uh index and 
contributing to uh, Scorebook Live, but um, but really was kind of um, looking to get back to a daily newspaper and to be to be sports editor of uh, of a paper that's that. Uh, uh, is fairly prominent within the state and not only within Iowa, but has also has uh, covers some teams in, in South Dakota and Nebraska. So to even kind of branch out a little bit, um, it was just uh, really felt like it was a good opportunity for um, some career advancement and to, to kind of get to um, stay within Iowa, but, um, but really kind of expand my role within, within the state uh, as far as kind of, um, I think you know uh, there'll be some some colleges and stuff in that coverage area, obviously. But um, I, I still kind of think high school sports will be at the core of of uh, what I want to do as far as um, coverage and everything. So uh, I kind of it's an opportunity to kind of really get, have my uh, fingerprints on a, on a paper that has been without a full time sports staff for for a little while now and. Uh, I think they're kind of eager to to be covered quite a bit again, and um, and I'm looking forward to the the challenge. Uh, that was kind of the other thing is just um, it, it's a pretty big jump as far as coverage area than than what I've had in the past. But um, but you know, just even kind of talking to good athletes and stuff, they talk all the time about um, putting yourself in a position where uh, maybe you're a little uncomfortable or or in these sink or sink or swim type um situations and this is absolutely that and uh, i really kind of wanted to challenge myself and, and push myself to see what um see what i can make out of this uh, whole writing reporting thing well you are going to the uh hometown of iowa's greatest ever guitar player tommy bolin we did a series uh -huh. on tommy bolin that was the first thing that ever really kind of uh got round guy radio on the the, the podcast uh landscape a little bit there uh yeah you know you got those uh los hills up there uh um but what about what teams and stuff are are, are you going to be covering and uh we're really glad to have you uh in that area because it, it does seem like quite often in the playoffs we're we're playing some teams from up there yeah um yeah there's uh just seems like they uh send teams to, to state in just about everything and that was even a little bit of, of the appeal that um you know I, i've been in contact with even kind of started to reach out with some of the people up there um um zach james is has been uh, uh at newspapers around here he was set the paper in clinton for a while and then kind of moved around and he was out at the journal out there um for a while and now he's working um and he's working in uh, Bishop Heelan High School. Um, that's right there. Uh, one of the more prominent schools that, uh, you know, they just sent, um, they just sent teams to the state in basketball and are hugely successful in any number of sports. Um, so been in contact with him a little bit. Um, I even, uh, uh, through SB Live, um, getting up there for the, for the state boys and girls state basketball tournament i got to even already met some of the kids in, in the coverage area up there um uh, matt noel right there in uh, at bishop Elin. um he's a junior so i'm sure uh, i'll be seeing him around quite a bit um central lion has uh desta hugendorn who i i interviewed while there um she's a junior too so 
uh, a lot of a lot of seniors and stuff that I talk to at, at state basketball. But those are two juniors that I'm sure I'll be seeing around. But um, but yeah, it was um, state basketball was a little bit of an eye opener that. Uh, um, I think I was even maybe a little hesitant to to go um, outside of what I've been used to because um, I, I wasn't quite sure if I could do what I do, um, not being around uh, the same kids and everything that I've kind of grown com- comfortable with. But that was uh, a little bit of a uh, uh, an eye opener, like I said, that uh, maybe I could maybe I could do this in a, in a different spot or get to know some other teams and stuff and um, kind of take what I've learned throughout the, throughout the last four years here in Eastern Iowa, that, um, that uh, maybe we could uh, kind of build off of that and, uh, and do some more good stuff. Well, I want to thank you, Ryan, for what you did. You made that Muscatine area of our coverage come to life. You know what I mean? Yeah. We, we just, uh, we, we gained so many listeners. In all of yep. those schools that you covered, and you did such a great job. And uh, this, is it the Sioux City Journal you're going to? Yes. Yeah. Well, they're getting a, 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 a one of the best sports directors they could ever imagine. You uh, uh, in the time between the, uh, your last job and this one, you handled yourself with uh, uh, respect, and you conducted yourself in a, in a, a tremendous manner. That's a, a would be an excellent example for anyone. Uh, that has to transition from one thing to another. You, you didn't sit around on your hind end. You got got out there and you, 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 you put out maybe some of the best coverage that you really ever uh, uh, put out because you were kind of unleashed uh, to to do things some more. T- tell me just a little bit about that time, uh, that transitional time. Uh, what did you learn? Uh, what was some of the big events that you covered uh, uh, during that time? Uh, yeah, I. Um... I really had a chance to kind of um, uh, set my own schedule or kind of come up with, with stuff on my own there for a while. And uh, like I said, I was still busy back around here with the, the two weekly papers that I was part-time for. But um, but then, yeah, at State Wrestling, I got to do a story on Ben Keeter, who you know finished his career as a four-time champ, uh, 111-0 for his career at, there at City High. Um, so, so that was great. And then, and then I got, and I got to go to girls and boys state basketball and be, um, just kind of be a generalist and, and not have, a um, just be there to cover it, um, from beginning to end and not, not necessarily, um, reporting on one school, just kind of the tournament as a whole. So that was really great. Um, and, uh, you know, but <clears throat> throughout the whole time, like I, I couldn't uh, couldn't help but to kind of think back uh, to start when I first got down here and just oh man, I I think I was kind of bad at this and just uh, really really hesitant to um, uh, to do interviews or kind of talk to kids or whatever. But um, but it just with with the help of, of a lot of lot of trial and error with with uh some kids and and just um kind of figured out how to do this on the fly and it was just a, a one step at a time type thing um you know i just the the one the one interview that i keep going back to is um i was i was still probably four or five months on the job and uh had to go to had to go to wilton for like a prep of the week type interview um 
it was uh, Ella Caffrey. She was a sophomore at the time. And uh, and I think the interview maybe only took two, three minutes. And probably half of that was spent just kind of awkwardly looking at each other in silence until uh, until their head coach there, Brenda Grunder, kind of stepped in. And uh, she ran the interview more than anything. And I got, I got enough to get a story done. But then, uh, you know, that, that Wilton uh, volleyball team there, um, hugely successful spent a ton of time around them over the years i was now at um division two uh northwest uh missouri state um they're kind of a powerhouse in d2 but but uh by the time ella graduated we just kind of it kind of felt like we were just kind of hanging out talking about volleyball after games and whenever i would have to go there um for for uh feature stories or whatever she was player of the year one time and and uh and I think for I think that interview was maybe closer to twenty minutes. So it just um, I've always kind of kind of tried to match myself up with with the progression of, of some of the kids that I got to see. You know, I was um, in Muscatine for four years, and, and so I kind of got to see a, a whole um, class go from freshmen to to seniors. And I kind of think I I grew each year with with their play on the field and everything that um it was it was really one step at a time and kind of trying to figure out how to how to do this and how to um how to report on them and and get um interviews out of them like uh, another great memory is um with the uh the muscatine girls soccer team um a bunch of times we did we did like group interviews where uh uh, it was like uh, Sophia Thomas, Maya Jansen, uh, Grace Bodie, Meredith Connor, Lainey Weikert still there. The other ones have graduated and moved on. A few of them playing in college, but but I would kind of turn it over to them, and and I would walk away basically just hadn't kind of, um, you know, they, they had basically had everything done for me. They there was a few times they gave me the headline while we were there talking, um, and just uh, you know quotes and, and would kind of egg each other on to get each other to say anything without me having to ask questions. So all of that was, was just great. And, um, and just really, really great memories of, of, uh, dealing with kids in Eastern Iowa and, um, and figuring out how to, how to be a high school sports reporter. Cause I was, um, I wasn't really trained, um, uh, journalist. I, I went to school. I started off as an edu- education major, um, and that that has kind of translated quite a bit, anyway. But then um, did some stuff in radio and, and TV in college, but never, never um, with the school newspaper or anything. But always enjoyed writing, and um, and it's kind of gotten me to to here, and it's been it's been great. Um, even um, when I when I left uh, my my last full time job. Um, just kind of the the outreach of people that came to me with with job offers or um, or just parents, kids that reached out. Uh, it was really overwhelming, and um, so right, like right after it happened, I kind of made the decision that I wanted to kind of take a step back and and uh, stay in the area and just kind of um, evaluate the situation day by day. And, um, and it just, uh, um, kind of came time to, 
wanting to get back to a daily newspaper. And, um, and like I said, this was a great opportunity for me to, to be a, be an editor and kind of have, have control over a sports section. And, uh, and like when we were at, um, the state basketball tournament, I, I really almost felt guilty that I was just kind of dropping in and getting to cover these kids at state. Whereas like, I, I really missed, um, kind of going on the journey of the season with them and, um, going to, going to do interviews at the beginning of the season for, for previews and stuff. And then kind of documenting, documenting their journey through the season. Whereas I was just kind of, like I said, dropping in at the end, but, um, so, so all of that kind of led me to, led me to the place I am now where I really wanted to make a decision and, and get back to a, a full-time daily newspaper and, and, uh, just kind of kept going back to, um, Sioux city was, was the best combination of coverage area and, uh, an opportunity as far as being editor and all those things. We have been talking to Ryan Timmerman who had made the Muscatine sports and all those teams that he covered up there come to life on round guy radio, breaking news. He's taking his talents to the Sioux city journal. Thanks for being with us, Ryan. Yep. No problem. Round Guy Radio Sports has been brought to you by these great sponsors. Girling Repair of Winfield, Iowa. If your mower is dead, call Fred, your Husqvarna and Aaron's dealer. Wayland State Bank, over 90 years of being community-minded just like you. Located in Wayland, Winfield, and Mount Pleasant. You need a reliable family car for you or your student. Buckwalder Motors and Wellman has your car. Hinshaw Trailer Sales in Richland, Iowa, for all of your stock, cargo, utility, flatbed, and horse trailer needs. Family-owned for over 40 years, we repair what we sell and don't in our full-time repair shop. B&B Propane and the family of Jet Stops in Burlington, Salem Stub, New London, West Point, Denmark, Houghton, Bonaparte, Milton, Fairfield, and Birmingham. And McDonald Boneyard and Auto Recycling in Kyoto for all of your farm machinery and auto recycling needs.